Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. How you going, girls? You good? Great to see you all. Thank you. I feel the love. Beautiful. Sit down. Make yourselves comfortable. Let's thank the worship team. Hey, you gave your all from the heart, so you can make yourselves comfortable too. So I've um, been resurrected from my, my sick bed for this weekend, so if I sound a little husky, it's because I'm bringing sexy back. The sexy prophet. And uh, you know, as, um, firstly, big thank you to the, the Canberra pastors, pastors Mel, Mel and Deb. Thank you so much for, for having me. Now, I'm just going to say from the outset, you girls are really honoured. I'll tell you why. I'm only preaching at two conferences this year, and you're one of them. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I cancelled everything. Back in, uh, God started speaking to me, my husband, uh, back in August last year, that God wanted to do a new thing, but it required me stopping the thing that I was doing. And so... Uh, as Pastor Mel shared, I had been full-time itinerant. The word I have hated with a passion, because it sounds like I'm homeless, and I've never been homeless in any shape or form, um, but uh, the Lord led us to, to, to just stop that season, which was a bit of a surprise, because you just kind of think you're going to do that forever. But uh, being on the road for approximately 200 days of the year isn't without its price and um and I'm really enjoying being at home you know being in the same bed as my husband that's a a nice change and uh you know just sort of our lives starting to blend together because you can kind of start to live in parallel universes with my husband's an architect runs his own business he's also um a competitive runner I can't say professional because professionals get paid and no one actually pays him to run would be nice, based on the number of hours he spends running. That would be wonderful. Um, but, uh, but this is a new day for us. It's a new season. And so I cleared my calendar for this year. Cleared every appointment that I had, but I just did not have the heart to cancel this one. I couldn't. Because <laughs> um, among other things, they had booked me so far in advance, I thought, I can't do it to them. And so, I've got, I've got my, my throat coat here. This is a miracle drug from the United States, girls. Throat coat. I think it's legal. I don't know. I smuggle them in whenever I come through customs. Can't buy them in Australia. Maybe that's for a reason. But anyway, works wonders on me. And so, this is the thing I love about God. It's not just about what I say. It's what he does with what I say. And even when I'm not necessarily feeling 100%, it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's, it's about him. And I came in faith with great expectation and assurance that he would do something, that he would meet you. And tonight, I want to address a subject that might be the very thing blocking your freedom. And it's called Disappointment. I'm not saying this is going to be one of Vicky's kind of like messages of hilarity and you're going to be 
you're going to be laughing your heads off or... But I can guarantee you that it will make a difference to those of you who might be battling with the why God whys, those of you who may be contending with things that you weren't expecting and that life doesn't look the way that you would thought. Tonight, I have... I come with a revelation that I believe can bring transformation. So let's pray. Right now, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the open heaven here tonight. I thank you for open heaven. I thank you for open hearts. And Lord, I pray right now that your word would be unleashed. I thank you, Lord, that they would not hear the voice of a woman, but they would hear from heaven. And I thank you, Lord, tonight that we have ears to hear what you would say to us. Lord, I don't know every girl here tonight, every woman here tonight by name, but you do. And I don't know exactly what they've been through, what they have had to contend with even to come here tonight. But Lord, you do. And so, God, I pray that they would hear that voice within the voice, that they would hear you speaking to them. So, Heavenly Father, I pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth tonight, here at every woman, as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read from Daniel chapter 6. It says... Have a look at these screens. Open the window. Very nice. I wanted the title of my message that so they could do a pretty screen. I approve. That's very, that's, that's very nice. We got, we got the, I don't know where the scriptures go. Anyway, Daniel 6, verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. So what was the writing? The writing was a decree. Does it go up? It should. Okay. This is a good one for you to read along with, if, if possible. So Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went home. So the writing was a decree making it illegal to pray to God, only to the king. So this was the, the deal. You were only allowed to pray to the king. You couldn't pray to God. And the consequences were fatal if you defied that. But it says this. In his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. So he, he, he went to his upper room and he opened the window towards Jerusalem. I want you to turn to the girlfriend next to you and say, open the window. Now you turn to the one you ignored the first time and tell them, open the window. Oh, here we go. It's a different version. I'm using a new King James. But I suppose we'll get the idea. Let me give you the background. Now, Daniel, Daniel was a good boy. He was a devout, God-fearing Hebrew boy a Jewish boy who was a victim of human tra trafficking. What happened was his home was invaded and he was kidnapped along with a, many, a whole heap of other young men who were uh, considered as having leadership potential and they were taken to Babylon in exile. So he was deported. He was about 15 years old. He was wrenched from his family, wrenched from his home, 
ripped from everyone and everything he had known and loved and transported to what was the most evil, ungodly society at the time. And along with that, his town was destroyed. The temple was torn down. I mean, it was, I mean, it was horrendous time for the Jewish people. But there's absolutely no indication in the word of God that Daniel deserved it. I would say unfair. Anyone with me? Like, that is not fair. And, and so what he does is that he's brought up in, in Babylon now under King Nebuchadnezzar. And now, to add insult to injury, he's no longer allowed to pray to God. And so this is what he does. He defies the ruling He goes into his room and he opens the window. And in full view of everyone, unashamed and unafraid, he positions himself towards Jerusalem and prays to the one true God. Very gutsy. Courageous. Yeah, amazing. Now, remember, Jerusalem, the holy city, Says he opens the window, he faces Jerusalem. We're actually going to focus for a moment on Jerusalem because Jerusalem was his hometown. Jerusalem, which would have held for him, that was the memories of his family, his home. And Jerusalem now lay in ruins. So, this was not how life should have looked for a God fearing Hebrew boy. He see, he defies the decree. He opens the window, faces Jerusalem and prays. Yeah, very gutsy to, to, to open the window and pray. But I put it to you tonight, it was even more gutsy to face his Jerusalem. Even more, excuse me, even more gutsy and courageous to face that which lay in ruins. So I'd ask you tonight, girls, what's your Jerusalem? What's your Jerusalem? What's that thing that doesn't look like what you expected it to look like? You know, maybe it's, it's an area that you've prayed and prayed and prayed into. But honest to God, truth is, is that promise actually died with its legs in the air. And maybe there's no chance of it ever being resurrected. Because who knows, you're praying for someone to be healed and they pass, that's pretty final. You're praying for your marriage to be restored, they leave you anyway and marry that next person. Who knows, there are some things that just stamped with the word ruins. And you know what, I don't think we as the church have been very good at dealing with this thing called disappointment. We haven't wanted to face it. We haven't wanted to face the reality that some things aren't going to turn out the way we expected. And it's like this thing that we can just sort of, you know, cover up and protect, hope and pray it just goes away. Because the fact is disappointment is very painful, extremely painful. 
And so what's that, what's that area of your life? Now, tonight maybe you're here and it doesn't apply to you. That's, that's great. But if you've been on the journey for a little while, maybe there is something that is not how you've been believing. I don't think, excuse me, I'm going to put a lozenge in my mouth. <laughs> I don't think Daniel had written on his vision board, I want to be a victim of human trafficking and transported to Jerusalem. I don't think tonight, those of, there are those of you here and you've suffered incredible things. As I, <clears throat> as I looked at Amanda's testimony, no one deserves that. No one, what she went through. And those of you here tonight and you have stories and Jerusalem is in ruins. And so is my voice. Is that okay? Are you you're still getting the message? I don't know about you. I don't want to face Jerusalem. I'd rather go to bed, put the pillow over my head and pretend it's not there. I'd rather turn my back on Jerusalem, not turn to face it. But the word of the Lord tonight is do with Daniel. Open the window, take courage, and face Jerusalem, even when it's in ruins. That dream, the promise, the thing that just hasn't turned out the way you expect. I remember having great dream and expectation that my, my dad would come to the Lord and they'd hear me preach sometime. But my dad passed away it's over 20 years ago now. Suddenly, unexpectedly, with me having no, to be honest, anything but holding on to faith that he somehow received the Lord somehow in that moment but he never, ever, ever did come to hear me preach. He'd been prophesied, had promises, a lot of other things. I know there are single girls here tonight. And you're still believing. And listen, I got married at 43, so I, I did wait a while too. But you had the dream of the, of, 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 of the full box and dice. And maybe for some of you, the dream is, is, is just delayed, it's not denied. The reality is it's not going to look the way that you thought it was going to look. Or maybe that dream wedding did come about, but it didn't last through no fault of your own. I've watched in agony as my father-in-law in his 60s endured the suffering of his wife leaving and, and going was to be with someone else. A past, pastor's. That wasn't his dream. He hadn't, putting, hadn't been putting his faith out for that and then believing and believing and believing for her to come back. Only for her to marry the other man. What do you do when you find yourself with Jerusalem in ruins? This is what we do. We do a Daniel. 
We open the window. We face that thing. And we do what Daniel did. It says that he opened the window. He prayed. Scripture back up, please. He prayed and gave thanks to God. He prayed and gave thanks to God. It'd be great to leave the scripture up for the, the whole thing, actually. Tonight, I believe God wants to release healing. He wants to release. He wants to bring peace and freedom to the why God why. He's going to put some things to rest. And it's going to happen as we open the window, as we look to God, face the ruins and give thanks. Trust me, it's there in verse 10. (laughs) And this is what happens next. This is the promise. No, Daniel's life did not look like what you'd expect. Daniel 6.28 says this. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. This Daniel. Which Daniel? This one. This Daniel who never actually returned back to Jerusalem. Absolutely no record whatsoever that he was reunited with his family that things turned around for him in the natural, that he, he experienced justice. No, no, no evidence whatsoever. For all accounts, he continued. He continued in Babylon. But this Daniel, the Daniel who was the victim of human trafficking, not that Daniel had everything perfect and that life just rolled out, you know, it's one blessing after another, One promise fulfilled after another. This Daniel prospered. He prospered. Let me tell you what prospered means. In this verse, it means to advance, to be prospered, accomplish anything prosperously, to have success, to be successful. And this is my favourite part of the definition. To cause, to go on well. To cause to go on well. Daniel was blessed anyway. Daniel was blessed anyway. He had a prosperous life. He had a relationship with God that wasn't compromised. And his voice continues today. This Daniel And I prophesy over you tonight that you shall prosper. No matter what Jerusalem is in ruins, no matter where life has taken a turn, where a curveball was thrown at you, no matter what promise doesn't seem to come to pass, no no matter what other people around you seem to be living the perfect happy life, doesn't matter what situation you would find yourself in tonight, if the door seems to be shut, you've experienced pushback, you've experienced rejection, 
You've experienced disappointment. God wants you to know tonight that this Daniel prospered and so can you. So can you. But he wants us to face Jerusalem. He wants us to open the window and to give thanks. Thanksgiving is the key tonight. Thanksgiving is the key to releasing something supernatural of God that can totally turn your perspective on your situation. That can totally put you at peace and expect to see God do something good with who you are and where you are right now. Not waiting for everything to be perfect and all your ducks in a row. God wants you to have peace now. He wants you to have joy now. He wants you to have purpose now. He wants you to have satisfaction now. Not waiting until the husband turns up. Not waiting or the husband leaves, whichever is your preference. <laughs> not waiting, not waiting until you get the perfect job or your bank account's looking healthy. You're finally healed of that disease that, that like Daniel, you can be caused to go on well. What a promise. Can I have the worship team return, please? Now, let me clarify some things. Opening the window and facing Jerusalem isn't about self-pity. Yeah, it's not about, oh, look at my Jerusalem. It's so bad. Here, we can compare notes. Let's see who's got the worst Jerusalem. I'll give you a run for your money. Don't you worry about that. I'm sure we, we've all got a sob story. But it's not about indulging in self-pity. It's not about reliving pain and anguish that might already be resolved. Yeah, I'm not asking you to dredge up something you're already reconciled with. Or that you may want to forget. You're quite within your rights to forget. I'm talking about those things that are still alive in you. Things you wake up with each morning and it's blocking your relationship with God. You know, you don't trust the way you used to. If you're honest with yourself, let's pray for some honesty tonight. You know, you, you know you don't trust God like you used to. You don't have the same hope and expectation because you got disappointed. Who knows? Disappointment can actually put the handbrake on your hope and expectation. So you don't want to get hurt again. And then you try to work it out in your mind. And you look at all your heathen, relation, uh, heathen family and they seem to be living the dream. And you're the Christian and you're not. Anyone else can relate to that? You're like, God, I don't get this because you think, well, I'm following God, I'm obeying, I'm tithing, I'm sowing offerings. There's somebody here tonight and you lost your home because of a financial crisis that wasn't of your doing and was not of your fault. And it's like, it's left a wound in your heart and you've done your best to go on. He lost a business. Someone else he lost a business. And there's more than a couple of you have gone through the marriage 
break down. Now, when it's resolved and it's healed and the door is shut, that's not who I'm talking to tonight. It's to those of you, and you know, that the, the unfulfilled dream, the life that does not look like what you thought it would, is compromising your relationship with God. And if anything, you're living with sorrow locked up in your heart. God wants to meet you tonight. He wants to meet you. He's going to release, I believe, tonight an anointing, power, to see you reset. That you're going to leave this place with your head held high, knowing that no matter, that Jerusalem may lay in ruins, this Daniel will prosper. This Daniel will prosper. It's going to cause me to go on well. Does God fulfill promise? Yes, he does. I've got many more fulfilled promises than I do unfulfilled. Does, does God answer prayer? Yes, he does. But I know that the pain of one unfulfilled, heartfelt dream can seem to just cast a shadow on all the good that's happened in our life. So it's not about digging up something that's resolved. I don't want to dig up the old ruins that are lying. They've been put away, they've been put away. You know who I'm talking to. You know who I'm talking to. The, the stuff that's still alive in your heart. It's about giving God an opportunity to move on the unresolved ruins and to bring blessing where you least expect it. Blessing where you least expect it. I see someone here tonight and your family at the moment is fractured. There is a division. I'm seeing a crack right through the middle. It's like it's a family divided. I see the blessing of God somehow moving through that through what looks like an impossible situation. And I see hope coming back to your heart. Someone here tonight is going, but it's impossible. That's impossible, Vicky. For anything good to come out of this. Exactly. It's impossible. Of course it's impossible. That's why we need God. Are we talking about a miracle here? How can someone who was a victim of human trafficking living in an evil society be prosperous? That's, that's a move of God. Hey, that's... I don't know you all here tonight. I don't know what your relationship with the Lord Jesus is like. I don't know if you've come here tonight and you have a relationship with God. I don't know if all is well, even for those of you who have received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, I don't know whether all is well with you and the Lord. Because it would be very remiss of me not to give you an opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. For me to give you an opportunity to be connected to Get to know your heavenly Father. You're all daughters tonight of God. You're all daughters of God. 
Some of us know it and some of us don't. If those of you tonight and you don't know your Heavenly Father, I can lead you tonight in a prayer. So you know what it is? To receive. To receive your Heavenly Father. Receive life. Receive life. And so I'd love you just in this time that we have, I'm going to pray in a moment for those of us who need to face our Jerusalem. But before we do that, I just want to make sure that we all have an opportunity to receive Jesus. Yeah, to know him, not just know about him, but to know him. To, to, be, to, be, to be alive in our lives. So I'd love you to close your eyes for a moment. You know, God's not far away. There was a song many years ago, From a Distance, From a Distance. Stupid song. Because God's not from a distance. God is closer to you than the breath that you breathe. You might be here tonight and you say, Vicky, I've never prayed a prayer where I've received Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. I don't, maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is giving the opportunity to make a connection with God, that he wouldn't be from a distance anymore and that he would be real in your life and you can start to get to know him and that you know what it is to have him lead you and give you purpose and give you peace and give you joy. You know something's missing. There's someone here tonight, you know something's missing. I put it to you that what you are missing is that relationship with your Heavenly Father. And so if you hear you say, Vicky, you know, I've never done that, but I reckon tonight I'd like that. I'd like that. Or maybe you're here and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you've even prayed this prayer before, but you're not living like it anymore. You're not living like it anymore. Maybe it was because of disappointment you walked away or you hardened your heart. You know you're not surrendered. You know that, that you, know, you kind of took God out of the driver's seat and you've kind of put him in the boot of your car and he wants to be back where he belongs. He wants to be back, he wants to, he wants to be back where he belongs. And he wants you back. There's someone here and you're thinking, oh, I've gone too far. I've, 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 my heart, it will never be the way it used to be. I'll tell you what, nothing is too hard for him. No one is too hard for him. No, no, no heart is too hard that God can't come and touch your heart. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.